0: Today my lesson is taken from John's Gospel, the first part of the Gospel. The first Gospel was for the day, and the other one was for the all souls. So my text is this, he leaned his head upon Jesus' chest. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, as you know, uh, the spirituality that is practiced here, of course, is Byzantine, but it's a particular type of spirituality. It's hesychistic, which is the prayer of quiet. Now, the gospel today is about that that John the Apostle put his head on Jesus' chest. When we usually do that, we think maybe somebody's dying. We want to hear their heart. And what John was trying to do by raising his head on Jesus' chest was hear the prayer of Christ's heart. Prayer of Christ's heart is always in union with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and it is a great fire of prayer, a great power. So that the rest of him is always in union with the Father. And even when he was on the cross suffering, he glowed. He sent forth light because the prayer of the Father and his prayer were one in his way, the glory of God which sends forth divine energies. And through these divine energies we pray and live. they are creative energies and sanctifying energies. And we live both physically and both Spiritually, through that, what processes from the Holy Trinity. So, the energies of the Holy Trinity come from the Father through the Son and are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Some of us long for prayer, deep prayer. So, Some of you will receive deep prayer even in this life. Others will not receive it until they're in the heavenly kingdom beyond the other veil. But it is your wonderful obsession. God. Knowing him. Loving him. Hearing the message he has especially for you. The prayer of the heart is all about that. Um, The parish priest usually doesn't preach about these things. I used to a little bit. Because you live in a noisy world. And silence is the, the ingredient hear the prayer of the heart inside of you. What about your heart? What is your heart? Well, you know that it didn't beat your dead, but who started it to begin with? Who gave you your first breath? I've asked physicians, what makes the baby take the first breath? They said, we don't know. I think it's God's first breath coming into that child. Once we receive that first breath, we are in necessity to go to the temple and be baptized and chrismated. This is this baptism and chrismation is the Laity, the priesthood of the laity. So it's, you know, in the Eastern Church, baptism is not just the forgiveness of original sin. That's a Western notion. It's okay. But it is to initiate the life of God in you. As the life of God comes into you, then you are anointed. When you are anointed, you receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit are infused faith, hope, and charity. Why do you need these gifts? That the gifts are necessary for prayer. First, you have faith is a gift to you. If you abuse your faith, there's always a residual faith there to bring you back on the track. Hope, we must live with hope. Because the world and everything, including our life, is passing away. And that hope has to be with God. Charity becomes automatic almost to the Christian because the other two virtues are there and therefore he can recognize in his brothers and sisters the presence of the spiritual life. So you have to be recognizing God in your brother and sister. It's just not a matter of being good to them, it's a matter of necessity. Today we're being good to our brothers and sisters in two ways. we're praying for the deceased and preparing before for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So this year here at the monastery we're planting trees that will bloom and decorate the temple on the outside. But if Colin can manage it, he'll bring two inside to be here during the liturgy tomorrow and then plant them afterwards. He can prepare the ground and everything, though, before that. So when I was a little boy in the Slav community, on this day we would go out into the forest or around or in our yard or somewhere and we would pick branches why is that? Because Cyril Methodius, when they came to us, told us about the Holy Spirit. And the Slavs were, you know, they were animists. They believed in spirits. And they also believed that spirits gave life, that a tree had a spirit, and everything had a spirit. Some life force. So Sir Methodius told them, yes, but the spirit, the most important spirit, is the Holy Spirit, that will even bring you to heaven. The Slavs were easily converted because um, people complained about paganism, but many of their pagan notions uh, were close to preparing them for Christianity. the most important notion you have is in your prayer life when you long for God. It's a gift. So when I long for God, I quietly sit with Him and I can hear the beat of my heart and I can hear occasionally message. God speaks to me in his own way. I know that because I'm baptized and chrismated, God is in me and I must attend to that presence. With those gifts that we receive, we come to the holy table, we see the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is also there the Father and the Son. Where one person of Blessed Trinity is, so are the other two. So you are sustaining the divine life, the divine energies of God, His sanctifying energies in your soul, and His creating energies sustain you. God's energies in his interior being, we never know. But he produces these exterior energies for creation and sanctification. So today, this weekend, this Holy Spirit weekend, remember those things and breathe deeply and pray deeply. Keep quiet in your heart. Unfortunately, we live in a very noisy world. Not here, and when you leave here, you leave that sanctity of quiet. One of the causes of the church wrote a whole book on silence. Now, about Christ, uh, uh, John leaning on Christ's chest and hearing, Our Holy Father, St. Paul, used that in one of his homilies. And I had thought about that a lot, and I wondered it was if I was on the ball with that. But if the Pope preaches it, I think I'm on the ball. So John, the evangelist, uh, gave us a letter of love around chapters 14 and such around in John's Gospel. That Gospel is a letter of love, and so are many of the messages in the Acts. But what? how can we understand them? Well, we can read commentaries. I'm reading a commentary now about Isaiah. It's very entertaining, uh, but it's just a commentary. Nice scholar. I've read a couple of her books. I've enjoyed them. But uh, you want to hear the interpretation of the life, from the life to the voice of God within you. So you have to sit quietly and produce in yourself this habit of prayer. Then He will, when you open your scriptures the voice of God will teach you. Well, Always remember to stay within the confines of the teaching of magisterium. So through my life, I've read the Bible. I didn't care for the biblical scholarship and the seminary. It was sort of, you know, form criticism and all that stuff. I don't believe in that. I believe the whole Bible regardless of what you think about it, it, is for our salvation and inspiration. And it forms the liturgy. So say people, I got, almost got in a fight in the hospital here a couple years ago. This lady came in with the lady in the wheelchair, at St. Mary's downtown here, and she was ripping into the Catholic Church. Now, that, that upsets me. And uh, I'm standing there. I had to open my big mouth, you know. I said, are you looking around the building you're standing in? Who built this hospital? Catholics. Was that okay? Oh, I don't mean that. I mean, they don't read the Bible at home. How many Catholics did you live with? So said, if you go to liturgy in a Catholic church, you feel selections or paraphrases of the Bible every day. And it says for people who pray, the Bible is their source of teaching from the Savior. It says first and all, before you start criticizing the church, you have to know the church and you have to know what it teaches. Well, Brother Peter was there, and he thought I was going to haul off and hit her. So a nurse and <laughs> a nurse and Brother Peter. They took me in the back room and set me down. I would not have hit her, but I would like to have belted her with the Holy Spirit. I'd like to give it to her so that her heart can burn with love for God, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Eastern Christian spirituality, especially amongst our Slav people. And, you know, there's always an attempt to destroy the church right now. This war in the Ukraine has nothing to do with war. It has to do with destroying the faith of the Ukrainians. It's the largest Eastern Rite in the Catholic Church. And if it can make the brothers kill brother, the devil is winning. Not anybody else. I notice how very silent the Holy Father about is. This about this. He asked to be a mediator. They refused him. I think that's sad. They really don't want peace. They have illusions of power and uh, material things. And our government is good about bribing them. Why it wants to want war, I don't know. I think it's a terrible thing, war. I'm a military colonel, you know that. I was in there to take care of Catholics, Orthodox, and others who needed spirituality, who needed consolation as they faced death. We all face death. We all need to spend quiet time with God and hear the presence of God in our heart. We all need to read the holy books the fathers who teach us these things so that we can have the peace of Christ in us and in that peace hear the soft voice of his love. So that's my prayer for you, this Pentecost. That you hear the small voice, they say, of God in your heart. That you become quiet. In the Hesychus, you become a Hesychus. And fall in love with God. Is it easy? No. No love affair is easy requires really great sacrifice if it's going to last. People have to see the value of each other and only by the gift of Christ can we see that. So, this is the sort of true work we treat here and we thank you for helping us because we can't keep up with this place by ourselves. And... uh, Thank you for your report, your support and your love for the monastery. The monastery is a place where the beat of the love of Christ's heart dwells audibly and spiritually. And I thank God for the young men that come here to become monks. And I pick them by a certain gift that I have that I know that they can make it. It's not easy. But they're beautiful men. Pray for them. Pray for young families. Pray for that we can raise our children and they will not be corrupted. Pray for peace in the world, which is never quite easy enough to attain. Because the devil never sleeps. You have an enemy. I've been reading Maloney's books um, for years. I read all his books. He was a Jesuit who was trying to introduce Eastern spirituality to the West. He did a pretty good job. And I had him in class a couple times when I went to study Eastern spirituality at Fordham at the Institute there. And uh, the last book that I read about him, he said that uh, the devil was like a story. It's not a story. It's a reality. Especially when you're just behaving yourself, and you're doing this great, and all of a sudden, you have this big bomb of a temptation. My goodness, what did I do to deserve this? From Satan, the evil one. My brothers and sisters, you are on a journey of your eternal life. And you have passions, we all do, and you have to learn how to control them. It's only through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through your prayer life and fasting. Fasting is so much a part of our life as Christians. Seems like we are mental Christians, we know the doctrines of the faith, but we all don't also know the implications. The New Testament teaches us to fast and pray. Who did this example? Jesus Christ gave us the example. It's a great example. So, people come to me and they tell me when they're on a diet now, they're doing this, they're doing that. Some people overweight because of their glands system. Other people, they just don't fast. And if they don't fast, they're not praying. Because your prayer life improves with your fasting. And you're reading the holy books. And that brings you joy. And the devil doesn't want to see you happy. He wants you to be miserable like he is. Because Christ has always counter, already conquered him. So today, this Pentecost weekend, think that the Spirit blows where it will and blows in your heart. We cannot control the Holy Spirit and his gifts. It blows in your heart. He's always with you. And many times a day, Stop. Breathe. Say your Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. If you persevere, you'll hear the voice of God in your heart. Not like he's talking to you, but like he's loving you. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on